following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola. And it is high noon on a Thursday here at the Star in Frisco inside the SWBC podcast studio. It's time for another edition of Mick Shots, Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Mickey Spagnola, who is fresh from the practice field. Cowboys are outdoors on this Thursday on the Beautiful practice field. Day Boy, wonderful. Which is a contrast from a week ago. Last they Thursday, were they were indoors. So that's going to change the fortunes this week. I might actually do some yard work. Okay. <laughs> but remember what happened last Thursday when they were indoors. All right. Uh, producer Supreme Chris Beam is also with us. And Producer Supreme, tell us what happened last remember Thursday. Remember Shoegate. So was it the turf? Remember uh, yes. The quote-unquote Dak Prescott Shoegate. Turf day. Maybe he heard a pop. Yeah. All, these, all this stuff. He, he likes being on the grass. You know. Yeah, but he's not practicing. I don't think he's they practicing. Unless you, you some, go unless you get no, some breaking news. No, what I'm just saying news. is he likes his team to be on the grass. Oh, you're practicing. talking about Dak. I mean, you're talking about Matt. Mike. No, Mike, like Mike likes his team yeah. on the grass yeah. practicing. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's definitely. He's always of, like that. Regardless yeah. of all those people in the Dr. Pepper are on their little balcony watching practice, eating their lunch right now. Mm-hmm. They don't know what they're looking at. Right, you never know. The media is out there, and they don't. uh, Many people will agree that the media out there watching practice, they don't know what they're looking at either. Yeah, yeah. Just remember, Tech Schramm used to buy out the second floor of that Days In. Days In, baby. I had to tell somebody about that the other day. They couldn't believe it. I think I was telling my nephew. You know, they're young. Mm -hmm. We were at the game, and they're like, guys, they had to patrol. The int- we had to buy out the rooms and patrol the first, second. I think it did it have it a third second floor. floor. No, it was I think it was floor. two floors. Two floors. Yeah. In 1982, yeah. a, a two-story Days in was considered a skyscraper. <laughs> <laughs> Especially <laughs> in that neighborhood. area, right? In that area. <laughs> hey, that was my that's Richardson School District area. Uh, I went that was Forest <laughs> Meadows, right down the street. Uh, and that usually was only before the game with the Redskins, too. Oh, there always you go. Redskins. That's we where really, the paranoia was. That's when we did it. It was only. Redskins. There was no Philly, no Giants, and you would think the Giants would do something like that, mm-hmm. you know. But no, Philly was. I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so Redskins. this is your opportunity, Mickey, to tell the world out there what you saw on the practice field just moments ago. This uh, is going to be the first practice in pads for Michael Gallup. Uh, he had the pads on. Uh, he went through seven on seven yesterday. Uh, there was no pads and. I'm told he looked really good, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, he, he has been working kind of some one-on-one drills, I heard, uh, with uh, C.J. Goodwin uh, off to the side uh-huh. when, when he was doing his rehab. Oh, there we go. <laughs> Speaking of alarms. alarm Speaking goes of off. Alarms. My bad. Caught Mike McCarthy's <laughs> press conference this morning. He had it some... set for the start of mix shots, and it's three minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, I'm snoozing, okay? Let's just stop okay. with that. All right, I was on time. Let's go. Bro. Let's go. He typically snoozes during mix shots. 
As does the rest of America and the world. No. That's you, a good word. Just remember, you open this thing up for phone calls oh, and the phones start ringing. Uh, that's man. That's right. Uh, You're going to do it again today. No, no. Who was the guy? Was it Kevin? Kevin? Uh, yeah. and, it was and actually got four he was good the one that got it started. Right? Yes, uh-huh. we got to give him they some straw love. that so, stirred the drink. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Gallup will be in pads today, and we'll see if he does um, any teamwork. Uh-huh. It's one thing to do seven on seven because you're really not getting that physical on that. But I wonder if he does any team, and then. You know, if he goes pads next week, then, you know, maybe for... Whoa, 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 whoa. He can't just do team today and play right. Sunday? <laughs> yeah, let's hold the horses oh, What here. are you talking about next week? We're talking about this week. <laughs> yes. It's Cincinnati. Yes. This is AFC champions coming in here. Come we on, need him man. this week. Did you not see the game Sunday night? Co- Cooper yeah, needs help. He needs all the help I he can get. I can't imagine one practice in pads and you're ready to go after nine months. Okay. What you, do you think? You heard yeah, it here. This is Michael Gallup. You saw what, you Chris saw Godwin did it. Yeah, this and what happened? <laughs> I was just getting ready to say, did he last two quarters and he pulled a hamstring, right? He really did. Yeah. Uh-huh. He really did. So, so that's a good sign. But he sign. was playing well. It's like first play of the game they went yeah. to him. And Peters, <laughs> See, he yeah, and he even caught the ball that bounced on the ground, and yeah. he got a reception for it because yeah. he's Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? How is it that referees come to – is it the stadium itself? Is AT&T Stadium, does it allow for uh, uh, incompetence from, <laughs> <laughs> from referees? What is, I mean, we see some things where, like, first of all, that shouldn't even count. Why should we have to go to the replay – when it never should have counted in right. the first place. You have eyes to look at that. And then for some reason they chose not and to. And I thought, you know, from you know, they were starting to buzz down if they saw something that needed to be corrected. They I saw it. I, they had to see Everybody it. Everybody saw it. Come on, man. That's ridiculous. All the all the little rubber pedals bounced up. I think they're too up. busy looking around at the stadium and They're about. starstruck. Yeah. That's what they, they are. Really they're starstruck. Are. Let's give me a break, man. Do your job. So anyway, uh Jason Peters is in pads, too, today. Now, I don't know how much he's going to do. You know, he was doing a lot of grass work or whatever you want to call it, stretching, running, uh, resistance cord stuff, and he was doing that before the start of practice. So he's in pads. So I would imagine by next week, at least for backup duty, he should be uh, ready to go, and who knows, maybe more. So that's a good sign because you know what? They can use his 330-pound body out there as a second-blocking tight end. He came up as a tight end. Right. He was a tight end when he came into the league. I cannot see that. Uh-huh. 325 <laughs> oh tight that. end in Arkansas. I mean, we, we, we saw him yesterday, very light-footed, like mm-hmm. you said, but I can't see a tight end light-footed. So How 20 about years the- ago, who would have been the head coach at Arkansas? Uh, Houston Nut? I don't know. Maybe. I don't. I'm not sure. Yeah, I was just wondering. Maybe he was thinking outside the box. Uh huh. Yeah, he was. Really, the box ain't big. Box ain't big. Big box. Right. All right, but uh, you heard Mike McCarthy's answer to the question about Jason Peters, about uh, left tackle, right tackle. And I'm not saying. And, I'm not either. And, and he, he basic, but he did say. All of those things that you're talking about are being considered, or something like that. Right. Which I thought was interesting, that that they are considering right tackle. Well, why not? So why I mean, not? No, no, I'm not saying. Yeah. I'm not saying. I'm no, not disputing saying it. I'm they saying are doing it. Just them acknowledging that. Well, somebody needed to ask the next question. What about left guard? I, I think that was kind of 
I thought that was kind of he just ran out of time. I think okay. it was Ed Werder <laughs> asking the question that left tackle, right tackle, and he threw in or or wherever. Yeah, it's left guard wherever. Yeah, uh, which I is think still that might be right up there. Which is still something that you know they got to look at now. You know Matt Farniak's gonna do it, but like I said yesterday, who's what happens if something happens to him? You know who's coming in? You gonna put a six-eight offensive tackle at guard? That's probably not going to work. Okay, so well. so you think, Mickey, that there's no chance Michael Gallup plays on Sunday, right? I think there's very little chance. Very little chance. Okay, what are the chances on Jason Peters being suited up on Sunday? Uh, I don't know. He's ahead in the process, yeah, but, is he not? But, but no, well, no, they're tied. They ramp up. They're tied. Okay. Actually, Gallup would be ahead of him. Well, he's been here longer, but yeah. he's coming off injury. But yeah, but he's been running. Yep, that's and he has not. Yeah, they are basically tied. If he goes, if they both go into team work today in pads for the first time, yeah, then they're tied. Then they're tied. And All I, right. I would think next week. So we don't have any indication on what position he would be considered. Correct. It's gonna be you're gonna do like they did with Tyler Smith. He's All right. an offensive lineman. So. Okay, next question. Mm-hmm. If Jason Peters is not on the fifth uh, on the game day roster, okay, who is the backup in, interior offensive line? They don't have it yet. You'll find out on Friday. They're going to sign somebody. Well, they they got to either sign somebody or They'll elevate them. All right. Yeah. And so, who? Uh, my question is, who in the building? Who on that practice field is going to be? If Jason Peters is not it, who is it going to be? Who can play guard, center, guard? Shepley. There you go, Dakota Shepley. Right. Who's on the practice squad? But they can only elevate two guys. Right. And you got to elevate the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Or sign him. Unless they they put you make an a injured whole bunch reserve of guys list. on IR, uh, yeah, right? Injured reserve move, and they might have to make one or two IR moves, and then you would be able to elevate two guys. So, so yeah. anyway, the answer to my question is either Jason Peters or it's Dakota Shepley who's going to be right. on the game day roster right. on Sunday. Yeah, somehow, some way, uh, somehow, some way, Will Greer will be on the. On the forty-eight man mm-hmm. roster, I was wondering about that. And somehow, mm-hmm. some way, Brett Maher will be on the forty-eight man roster. Somehow, some way, Cooper, Cooper Rush. Rush will be on the forty-eight man <laughs> roster. But either way, there are they can elevate two. And right now, and we really know need. we. Because Maher is still on the practice. practice. Right now, I just moved up from three to four. There are four (laughs) players we know on the practice squad who are going to be on the 48-man roster on uh, Sunday. Mm -hmm. Somehow. Somehow, some way. So two of them can be elevated. So the Cowboys have to make two roster moves before Saturday afternoon, basically. and then we'll and then we'll know where to take they two players stand. off the the fifty three. We'll know where they stand with those injuries. With That's right. The two guys that are two. So the four. two candidates are um, J. Ron Curse and Connor McGovern, as far as the in- or mm-hmm. uh, Basham. Right. So there's three candidates right. that you could put on IR. 
Absolutely. So and, there you so go. So this, this is just a matter of addition and subtraction, right? Yes. Yeah. Just but, that simple. But as and in this case, two and two equals four. <laughs> it always does. Mm. <laughs> So there, we cleared that up. All right. That was a very productive first segment there. <laughs> you know, Not a roundabout way of getting there, when but you we get got to there. Watch practice. All the accountants are just riveting. Just, uh-huh. just they're just you when, know waiting on their. When you get well, to but people, people like for instance, let's say the Cincinnati Bengals. They're probably the media in Cincinnati. They're going. Wait a second. Who's they look at our? They look at the Cowboys roster. They say, "Wait, they only have one quarterback on the roster. It's Dak Prescott, and he's hurt." <laughs> so and the kicker, right? The and kicker. they have no kicker on no the roster. On the roster. When did the Cowboys? Was it last year? They didn't have a kicker um, technically on the roster. Maybe Zerline got hurt. It was a COVID deal, COVID. and Hiru Lahu and then they wound had up. To bring yeah, him up. probably that week. I saw online, but that, but okay, that was a different circumstance because you had the COVID stuff, and and you could make that move. But but Sunday morning, that doesn't have nothing to do with right, what right. I was going to say. Somebody wrote like five paragraphs online that the Cowboys now are going to go for it on fourth down, <laughs> and they will go for two when they score a touchdown because they don't have a kicker on the roster. And I read it, Smart man. and I said, okay, tongue-in-cheek, right? right, trying to be funny. And I read it again, and I go, no, there's no humor in this. This is just Yeah, being, it is for real. Yeah, it's like you just don't know what you don't know. Uh, was Dak Prescott at practice? Uh, no, he's uh, he's – as a matter of that? fact, he, he ran out his, there. Yes, Dak Prescott oh. at practice today. Like said he was told not to suited stay, up. Stay home and and heal. I thought they weren't supposed to. Wait, didn't we have something? He's on. No, he's not. He's on. He's they didn't put on. him on IR. Oh, okay. So, yeah. okay, he's okay, in the fifty-three. Okay. okay. Has he got a cast? Uh, John Machota tweeted out the picture of he Dak with a smile on his face <laughs> running out on the practice field. He probably took it off. Couldn't just, tie him down. He'll put I'm, it back on when he goes back in there full of pain. And there is uh, a race, whatever it is, there's a covering over his yeah. thumb. Just the thumb? And it looks like it's on his wrist. It yeah, goes the up whole thing. You know, I, the, the thing about Dak, I was tongue-in-cheek yesterday talking about uh, how he, he's different from everybody else, you know, no pain and all of this kind of stuff. He needs to be careful sometimes. You know, you, your, your enthusiasm and your, you know, your wanting to, to be the leader of this team, man, sometimes you can hurt yourself. You know, you come back too soon. You can rush things. Well, think about staying out there after he broke it. Mm-hmm. And he – Ended up doing that lob mm-hmm. on the screen pass, mm-hmm. and it, then he finally was like, "Okay, I can't throw the ball." Right. Well, he right. wasn't sure he was hurt then. Yeah, well, I'm sure, sure he just felt. felt it. He thought he thought he just jammed it. And if you ever broke, you a, can't. You know, the mind is yeah. very strong, right. but it ain't that damn strong. If, if you ever broke a bone, have, the, the, the the have you ever the, broke a finger? Yeah. I, I I no, I broke a finger. I was probably playing Irving YMCA football. Nine or ten years old. Tight end? No, they had me playing defensive tackle. Oh, yeah. I mean, I why would that. I be playing defensive well, tackle? Footwork, man. <laughs> yeah. so anyway, I broke my, my right index finger. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did that hurt? <laughs> it's a it's a burning sensation, like you're on fire. Right? Uh-huh. You try to get rid of it real fast. I remember when I did mine, I, I tried quickly. But I was older. I was in college. And I tried quickly just to pop it back into place because it was going sideways. And oh. you know what I mean? But 
that's the best you can do. You like boom and give me some tape and you're done because you know you're on, the, you're on scholarship. You're trying that, to make that, the well, team. that's mm-hmm. what he thought. He he had you know just needed to pull the thumb, yeah. right? And I remember so when Gogan was playing for the Cowboys, Kevin Gogan, offensive lineman, and Troy like dislocated a finger or whatever, and he got back to the huddle, and he goes, okay, Gogan, come on, pull it back in place. Yeah. And he's got Gogan tucking yeah, on his yeah. – it's like you're tucking on an $11 million man. Yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I did this. As a matter of fact, I broke mine twice. I did it when uh, Jimmy got here. I did my my senior year uh, – when I was my junior year. Then uh, when Jimmy was here, I did it again. And you just kind of just pop it back. and kind of white. Staubach walks around right. with that little finger. I mean, because when it's 45 all said, done, degrees to the right. The, the 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 effort that goes into fixing a pinky finger is not worth. You know what I mean? It's like Ronnie Lott. You know, just it's just cut off some of it. You know, because if you put the brace on, it is painful. You know, unless you got pain pills or something, which I didn't have. You put that brace on, you're gonna feel that brace all the time as they try to push it back into place. Did you ever Finally, get, I just threw the thing off. It just it doesn't do any good. Did you get any ever get one of those mallet fingers? You sprain the joint oh, and, and like it's, right here? and it swells up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've had that a couple times because yeah. I was stupid me when playing tennis. Instead of just letting the ball go, I try to catch it with my left hand yeah. and it comes right on the top. Like that. That's it. Oh God! I did a Bill Jones. I, I was. Uh-huh. I, I heard this doing doing yard work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. I did a Bill Jones. <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. Hey, let's take a break. How about we take a break? Good. And there's so much more to get reset. to. Yes, when we come back here on Mix Shots. We paid how much for those lessons? She's doing great. Oh yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? Great job, honey! Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> the Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. What was it? They go, you go. (laughs) And if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem, like me. Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages, with pre-game sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? Attend the best tailgate party in Texas? Tour the star and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Back, back to Mick Shots. 
K-Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. From corporate homes to your home, have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. Call now, 214-225-4860, and that's kpostcompany.com. All right, we continue with mix shots on a Thursday. We look ahead to those Cincinnati Bengals who will be here for a 3:20 kickoff on uh, Sunday afternoon. 3:25 kickoff Sunday afternoon, and uh, you had a chance to take a good close look at this Cincinnati team coming off a loss to the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. I did an overtime loss in which the offense ran 100 plays. So the Dallas defense is certainly able to has plenty of material off one game mm. to scout what Cincinnati does on offense. 100 That's plays in one game. Well, this says 94. I wonder if they didn't count the overtime plays in, I don't know. in the stats. Um, but whatever, and, and not only did they run 100 plays, highlighted here is 432 yards for mm-hmm. a team that only scored 20 points. But that's what happens when you turn the ball over five mm-hmm. times. Uh, Feast and, of and, famine. Feast and, of famine. And, and, and think about, so. and they also, so what did I say for for what? Four thirty-two. Over four hundred. So they had thirty-nine yards in losses on the sacks, and there were seven of them, by the way, seven. But think about this: their defense held Pittsburgh to two hundred and sixty-seven yards. They held Pittsburgh. Uh, I figured out to uh, while they they ran for seventy-five. They had two runs for 26, so they had 20 carries for 20 carries for 59 yards. They weren't even averaging on those other carries three yards a carry. Mm-hmm. So they stuffed the run and they stuffed the pass because Trubisky only threw for 194 yards. Typical Pittsburgh game. Defense runs the show. That's mm-hmm. just the way it is. That's the toughness that they have. I don't care who's quarterbacking. They're going to find a way to win the ball game. You got to admire that. But Cincinnati kind of has that same mindset. Yeah, you know? <laughs> offensively especially. They um, and but Cincinnati now with that quarterback that they've got. Uh, you know the interesting thing uh, when I look at Cincinnati in that game and really the last few years, you, you talk about Zeke being the bell cow uh, for the Cowboys' mm-hmm. offense. Joe Mixon. Man, they rely a ton on Joe Mixon. You see the carries in that game? He had, yes. 27. 27 carries, and he had seven other uh, receptions. So he had 34 touches in that game. And if you look at his numbers last year, he was third in the league in touches last Mm -hmm. year. And he had... Four playoff games on top of that. So he, 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 he had 16 games in the regular season, didn't play one game. All right. So he played 20 games overall. He had 419 touches last season. Um, so it was 292 carries during the regular season and 42 receptions. And, um, and then you count his, his postseason as well. There's a, he has put his body through a lot. He has always been uh... – well, cause he's from Oklahoma, so he's one of my favorite players just coming out of college. But uh, just the way he runs the ball, uh, he's not trying to 
lay in. You know, he's not trying to, to fit in or fold in. He goes in with violence. Mm. You know, uh, <laughs> but and, and having watched him going back to college as well, uh, you can see his maturity as a running back now, too. He's got some Le'Veon Bell in him in that now there's a patience when he reaches the line of scrimmage to find the hole, and then he's still got that explosion through the yes, hole, he too. Does. Yes, he and, does. Uh, and just a very durable guy. So yep. The other thing, and I'm kind of harping on their defense because I think we know about their offense, they really only gave up 13 points in four quarters. Because seven was the interception return on mm-hmm. the se- second play of the game for a touchdown for mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. Um, and then the field goal in overtime. So they held Pittsburgh to 13 points in four quarters. Well, to that point, um, uh, uh, Pittsburgh had the uh, Minka Fitzpatrick pick six to start the game, second play of the game for Cincinnati on offense, right. 7 nothing, And then they had a strip sack of Burrow, took over – uh, two series later, took over at the 34-yard line, and so only and got stuffed on the goal line and kicked a 20-yard field goal. So they had 30 yards of offense basically and 10 points on the board. Next possession, they had an interception and took over at their own 41-yard line, and that was their touchdown drive of 58 yards in seven plays to go up 17 to three uh, in the second quarter of that game. So this so then from then on. They scored six points in, yeah. in the next three quarters, basically. So this might speak of Pittsburgh's offense. It's like, how do you get that many takeaways? Uh, and not score more and, points. And not score more than 13 <laughs> points. That's impossible. You, you don't have you have your quarterback. I mean, you know where that starts. They don't have a, a good running game now that Najee Harris has gone down. Now, that was something that significant that happened in that ball game. Now, did he finish the game? I'm not sure. He had 10 carries for 23 uh, yards. Najee was still in the game uh, late. Um, I'm looking at I, – I, I, you'll be proud of me. I stayed up till 1 o'clock last mm. night, and I watched the entire game and actually logged it too. And, mm. But he came out uh, late in the game. Last uh, carry I have from him was in the fourth quarter. It was the uh, first play of the – well, oh, not the first play of the fourth quarter. They had first intended to pit 17. Right. He, he, he lost, lost two. two yards. Yep. And that looks like the last time. Yeah, but where, what I was impressed with with Cincinnati's defense was mm-hmm. their front four and, and their linebacker, Logan Thomas, who's a three-down linebacker, had four picks last year, a fifth if you count in the postseason mm-hmm. also. Uh, but they're uh, – and, and Mike McCarthy talked about it a little bit during his press conference today, the second and third effort of their, um, of their front four. And those guys up front, Trey Hendrickson, uh, who has a lot of speed off the edge, he really, uh, and they line him up at right defensive end every play. And Sam Hubbard is the strong side or the left defensive end every single play. And they basically played every single play. I mean, they had uh, – I think Pittsburgh ran 63 plays, and both those defensive ends were on the field for 59 of the 63 plays. And then their tackles, uh, D.J. Reeder and B.J. Hill in the middle, uh, those were guys on that goal line stand I'm talking about, D.J. Reeder, and that second and third effort, and he's just strong as an ox in there in the middle, 340-pound um, guy. Uh, in Pittsburgh? <clears throat> what's that? Was the game in Pittsburgh? It was in Cincinnati. It was Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they played all of these plays. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like almost playing a one-and-a-half ball games, mm-hmm. right? So now you got to come travel to Dallas. 
and I wouldn't call it an early game, but it's a, a mid-afternoon game. I think we need to we need to look at every straw that we can get. To yeah. say, okay, there's <laughs> right. a positive. I'm yeah. telling you, and we need to look at every straw we can get because the great but, defense you talked about I, with an offense that will yeah. never quit. No but but what. Hendrickson, you know, we talk all all we want about Michael Parsons and his 13 sacks. Well, Hendrickson had 14 sacks yes. last year, yes. and he had three more in the playoffs. You're talking three and, downs, and, and he's uh, balling like that. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and then Hubbard, I, I'm just as impressed with Hubbard at left defensive end too. Really good players. So you'll be glad to know, since you basically kicked the backup tight end deep snapper out of the league, (laughs) that Cincinnati has signed a new long snapper, rookie Carl Adamitis. His first NFL snap will be against the Cowboys. Uh, After 13-year veteran Clark Harris, uh, I think it was a torn bicep he, he suffered. Yeah, you can't deep snap if you got a torn, no, bi- you can't. torn bicep. No, I, mean, I wonder if he, he threw it back there too fast or too hard. <laughs> it was probably in coverage, right? Because <laughs> he probably snapped for the punts, too. So, yeah, they didn't keep that tight end that Bill keeps So you're, you're saying that's the reason McPherson uh, missed his extra point? Well, yeah. one got blocked. Yeah, yeah. And then the field goal. After a slow snap by the backup yeah, tight end. Yeah, I saw that slow yeah. snap. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Uh, we I sent that to you last it. night. No, you did. I thought yeah. Chris No, I sent that to yeah, you last good night. Stuff. All yeah. I got to say, stuff. the snap might have been slow, but that guy that came through. <laughs> it, uh, on it, was it was Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Yeah. It was Fitzpatrick. Dude, yeah. It's like no one blocked him. How do you not nobody blocked him? He knows what he's doing, man. That's not an accident. That's right. That guy knows what he's doing. Fitzpatrick is a baller. He might have blocked it. You're right. He might have blocked it if it was the regular snapper, Thank too. But he saw him. Yeah. Kickers see. Yeah. Well, you know, that kicker, when he sees him, they can see. They're looking at the ball, but they can have their peripheral on something that might break through. And he broke through fast. Well, here, here's the instincts of Mika Fitzpatrick. He understands that that is a backup right. tight end who's snapping that ball. And so he knows he's got a chance to get in there and block that kick. And sure especially, enough, he did. Especially if he doesn't get blocked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so let, let's look at it like this. So the Colts, they just cut their kicker. Rodrigo <laughs> Blankenship. <laughs> he just cut him. That was Indianapolis. <laughs> In, uh, Indianapolis. Yeah, the Colts. Yeah, the, oh, yeah, I thought you Colts. said the coach. I'm sorry, oh, the Colts. Yeah, the Colts. The coach, too. Yeah, yeah the yeah. coach was smart. Well, you know what? Not only did he miss the field goal that um, – he missed a very makeable field goal, but he had two kickoffs that went out of bounds. And I was talking to somebody about it, and they said not only did it go out of bounds, it didn't even come close to reaching the goal line. It was short and out of bounds. Mm-hmm. And they were like, all right, you're out of here. <laughs> wow. And you saw – that, That's some Tom Landry stuff right there. And I can't remember. I, I said it yesterday, right, to the Jets – Sal Salah is that how you say the coach's name? Yep. Sally, Sally, Salah, Salah, Salah. He got all over Steve Bur- uh, Steve Zerline. Zerline missed. <laughs> he made one and missed it's one Greg from forty. 40- Greg, I said Steve. I keep Steve wanting to do that. Yeah, <laughs> Berline, Zerline, uh, Greg. You know what? I, I actually I wrote that one day and I caught myself. It's oh, like, thank no, goodness! It's not, it's not Steve. <laughs> He made from 45, he missed from 45, and he missed one of two extra points. Wow. And Salah said, we can't win football games when we miss field goals and we miss extra points. Hell, we could have told him that. He should have just asked us. Should have before he signed him for two, three million dollars. Yeah. You know what I like? One of the things I like most about this show 
how human we are. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? What do you mean? Steve Zerline. <laughs> Colts. Colts. Yeah. Colts. <laughs> All right. How about we uh, – what's next on the agenda there, Mickey? What well, do you got? Well, we talked about Cincinnati. Let's – we really haven't discussed Cooper Rush. All right. We're talking Cooper Rush when we come back here on Mix Shots. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. Or was it they go, you go? <laughs> and if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem like me. Not available in every state based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. We paid how much for those lessons? Shh. She's doing great. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, can you pass me a Pepsi Zero Sugar? <sighs> great job, honey. Oh. oh, look at that. That's not the end. No way. Now it's time for the encore. You know what? You're right. Five times? Not enough times. For everyone who traded in rock concerts for their kids' recitals, you've compromised enough. Pepsi Zero Sugar. That's what I like. <sighs> The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Brace yourself for an existential question. Has your butt been having enough fun lately? Have you been treating it well? Has it been going places? If not, then it's about time you start using SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the best way to get your butt tickets to live events. Just ask the thousands of other butts who have rated it the number one ticketing app. So what are you waiting for? Download the app now or visit SeatGeek.com to get tickets to sports, concerts, and live events and make your butt happy. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Back, back, to mixed shots. <laughs> Join. What if this is different? This is interesting. Yes, you picked up the wrong thing, buddy. What was I saying about how human, human we well, are? We are human. <laughs> too, too many papers. Yeah, no, I, I distracted you. Get I distracted you with my phone call. Are you a Cowboys fan who spices up the game? Nominate yourself or a friend to be the Cowboys Fan of the Year presented by Captain Morgan and win a trip to Super Bowl 57 in Arizona. Nominate yourself or a friend at DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year. Flawless. Good job. Very good. And wow. I recognize After another false start penalty. Right away. That was like a double false start. <laughs> yeah. Penalizing but yeah, he still comes across here. the finish yeah. line in world-class fashion. That's right. And now he is perusing my media guide because he is looking up the stats on Cooper Rush from his start against the Minnesota Vikings mm-hmm. last year. Mm-hmm. And he is going to illuminate the room with all sorts of details about Cooper Rush and how Cooper Rush is going to lead this team to a victory on Sunday afternoon, Doable. right, Mickey? Doable. Well, and I keep saying that he came in and he, you know, beat Minnesota twenty to seventeen. It was twenty to sixteen, by the way. But mm-hmm. it was his first NFL start, 
and he completed 24 of 40 passes for 325 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. And it was the second most passing yards uh, by a Cowboys quarterback in his first NFL start since Gary Hogaboom, 1984. I was going to say Steve Berline. <laughs> in the season opener, by the way, after everybody petitioned for Hogaboom to be the starter. And he threw for 343 here, here. against the Rams. Here. You petitioned for who? Hogaboom. You did? I did. Don't you remember they benched Danny Wright, White? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't remember, though, that Everson was the one. I was uh, right there. Uh-huh. I was I was never one of those guys be like, hey, uh, sources say. No, I said it. I uh-huh. said it. Sorry, guys. I, Your I, name I, was on I it. I said it. If I say it, I said it. So, no, it was – yeah, I was – I've gotten – who, who who was mad at me? Henry Wade? Was that his name? The, 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 who was the, uh, the columnist? He, he's passed on since. He's very uh, uh, heralded. Blackie no, Har- Harless. Harless. Harless Wade. Yeah. If it was Har- Wade. He yeah. did not Harless like Wade. that. Yeah, he okay. did not like that. He Harless was, Wade. He was on my butt for the whole season. And the Cowboys that. won that game 20-13 to 13 against the Rams, and then they lost to the Giants the next week, won one, two, three in a row, and lost to St. Louis in Washington. And somewhere in there towards the end, I think might have been by the time you got to Buffalo, uh, Hogaboom got yanked, and Danny White went back to be the star. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henry Wade was the American lawyer who served as yeah, a district yeah, attorney yeah, of Dallas familiar. County and that's, Jack Ruby like, Lee Harvey Oswald. That's why I said it was a question mark. <laughs> My human question mark, yes. It's <laughs> um, close. Yeah, yeah, we all got it. I do At not, least we get one name right. I don't believe Henry and Harless were related. But. Oh boy. Could have been. Harless, Could have been. I Harless, don't know. Harless was a beauty. He, he was. was an absolute beauty. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so Cooper Rush. Okay, what can Cooper Rush take from what he saw uh from Dak Prescott's game on Sunday against Tampa and apply it to this week? Well, if Cincinnati chooses to play it the same, um, he could see that they are going to play for the Cowboys to get the ball out quickly, Mm -hmm. short routes, and if they're not running the football, dropping those linebackers uh, in, not necessarily into coverage, but to kind of muck up the zone so you got to throw over them. Because if you throw under them, they're going to be right there. They can't be everywhere, Spags. Right. Either you're going to play the both, run or you're right? going to be back on the pass. So we're going to have to determine what they do. You know, um, yeah. one of the things, and this is Cincinnati, I'm going back to Cincinnati's offense, and we talk about running the football. I mean, they made a concerted effort in that game. What, what I was impressed with with Cincinnati's offense they made a concerted effort to give the ball to Joe Mixon. And as as much, you know, they passed for how many yards did Burrow pass for? 338. And I don't think sorry. it was because he had so many turnovers early in that game. It was That was what they do. They give the ball to Mixon a lot. And there's not a lot of, uh, you know, trick. they don't trick it up. They, In fact, they'll give it to him. First and 10, uh, they gave it to him. They would have a false start, and they would give it to him on first and 15. He'd get mm-hmm. five yards at second yeah. and 10, and then they'd give it to him again yeah. for five yards, and now you're facing a third and five. 
they they just made a make a concerted effort to do that, and I can see where if the, if the Cowboys will implement that, especially, and they have the, some of the same limitations the Cowboys have with inexperience on their offensive line. Yes, they, they got Lyle Collins playing right tackle. We know the issues that they had even last year, and they have similar issues again this year on their offensive line. Mm-hmm. Uh, where they know they need to establish that run in order to create. The time and space for Burrow to make it Didn't plays they in the passing game. They spent a lot of game. money on the O line this offseason. They they signed a couple of they signed, interior guys. And it just well, and, and, to and Collins out. too. Collins was three years was it thirty million years, dollars, twenty one million, million. Yeah. but not much in the first out. year. It was a five million dollar. Yeah, year. but so, Alex Kappa, Kappa. was uh, the guard from Tampa Bay, and then Ted Karras from New England's their starting center. They so there's three guys right there. So here's another amazing thing of them winning the game with Rush against Minnesota. They only ran for 78 yards, 24 carries, 78 yards, and they had an 11 penalties for 96 yards and missed the field goal, and they still won. Mm-hmm. Somehow, some way. Well, we did get a little luck there uh, on the Amari Cooper pass for the touchdown. If I'm not mistaken, uh, DB was playing us for the short route, and I think he jumped it. And yeah, you ran it, right it, by him? Yeah, I think he, he – it, it, uh, deflected off the defender or something, but it was a really goofy touchdown in our favor. Well, and they ended up with 413 yards total offense. So, so here's the deal with him. He, he he's not flashy, right? He doesn't have this uh, fantastic personality. Uh, and the guys were talking about it. Zeke was talking about it in the locker room. He said, "Yeah." He, he goes, "He's pretty quiet." He goes, "But when he gets in the huddle," He's pretty fiery, and he's very confident in what he's doing. And that's what you want in your backup quarterback, right? You don't want him coming in and calling the play kind of, eh, yeah, yeah, I don't know, you know. You can, tell, like, he's, you can tell he's about yeah, to. It's like, okay, I'm in charge here. Here's the play, and by golly, do what you're supposed to he do. He has confidence right? because of his preparation. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what, the, that's what makes a good backup quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Because you got to prepare because you ain't getting the snaps. No, no. You have to come in ready to go. You can't come in lackadaisical. The sense of urgency has to be evident in your voice and how you're in the huddle, which is something that you want. But then when you go out there and play, you better realize one thing. You don't have the same receivers you had last year. Right. You know, you have, a, I think, a better defense this year. So I wouldn't go into the game the way I went, against the Vi- went into the game against the Vikings. I would be a little bit more conservative. We came out against the Vikings. We didn't care. You know, we still had the great uh, wide receiver duo in Lamb and Coop. We had Cedric. And so we, we weren't afraid to pass the ball. And, of course, we had Schultz. So I say we tone it down a little bit and, and realize that we have to cater to our defense and to our running game. Feed the monster. Feed you know, and that's, and that's what I was getting, getting at with Cincinnati. Even though Cincinnati has firepower on offense, they, to, they seem to, to – their, their strategy is – their offensive game plan is to tone it down. If and we had, if we had Chase and, and then – is it Huggins or Higgins? I'm Higgins. Sorry. T. Higgins. T. Higgins. If, if you had Chase yeah. and Higgins, yeah. we would be passing Tyler the ball Boyd. every down. Tyler Boyd, too. You know, he, he there's couldn't three help guys. himself. Yeah. He couldn't help himself. Uh, mm. Our offensive coordinator would, would – he would be passing every down when he'd look at those riches. Well, and we'll see with Higgins because they, they, he did practice on a limited basis, but he left the game with a concussion, concussion right? Yeah. So we'll see where that one goes. 
Uh, but they seem pretty healthy to this point. So The other thing with Rush, he's not a young guy. No. I mean, he's basically the same age as Dak. He's 29 or 28, 29. You like that turns maturity. 29 in you November like 21st. From a yeah, somehow mm-hmm. we got talking about that when I did my fan thing, and they were talking about Cowboy quarterbacks with their first start, and they brought up Reggie Collier. And I said, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> oh, no. I said, We don't okay. remember that one. <laughs> I said, okay, let's just stop right there. I said he was like the third quarterback and it was the last game of the season, as I remembered, and I was right. And he was so unprepared. If I remember the story, they were in the huddle, and he was needed help calling the plays because right. he was not prepared. Was and not. that was his last NFL game. Yes. Well, and first Chicago and Bears? last, it was the Bears. That yeah. Ugly. Ooh, that was an ugly game. And that that's was one of those Tom Landry's like, ah, I'll show you. You guys not going to run this team. I'll be running this team. Twenty-four to ten got beat. And you I can kind of compare that to the Danucci start, you know, because Danucci, thing. yeah. But it's not that he was he didn't have a chance, right? Because he didn't he was didn't get any snaps. But at least know what you're doing when you get in the huddle. Yeah, but he was physically. I don't know. He just seems like just a college quarterback. Which uh, Nooch, the uh, Nooch. Well, Collier too. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which is right. a, which is a funny oh I don't have time real quick funny story so Missouri played Southern Mississippi in a bowl game in Florida that year Jacksonville whatever they called it back then the Gator Citrus bowl? Bowl, it was probably. the Gator Bowl or yeah. was whatever Tangerine was Gator Bowl Tangerine or yeah. Gator uh, what's what's in Orlando oranges <laughs> no no it's not citrus. anyway anyway you asked citrus me what's bowl. in Orlando citrus and and anyway so Missouri's playing southern Mississippi and Missouri ended up winning and there was a bunch of southern Mississippi fans in front of us and, and they were they were like well how many Heisman Trophy votes did your quarterback get I said I don't know but he's got 27 points on the board right now <laughs> It was that, and that was the last time Missouri went to a bowl game. Is that, uh, what, no, that's is not that why? That's not why you brought that up. They went to a bowl game. Young man. <laughs> They've been to two SEC title games and to two oh. Big Twelve. Thank title you, Spaz. We don't want your resume, okay. man. Yeah. It's uh, just Mizzou. And that was what it year ain't was that? that serious. It's just Mizzou. Maybe 82? 81. A Tangerine Bowl. Okay. Guys, y'all killing me. I got to go to a golf tournament. Missouri won 19 to 17. The last time the Missouri Tigers won a bowl game. All right, that does it for this edition (laughs) of Mix Shots, and we'll talk at you again tomorrow at noon. Go Cowboys. Oklahoma 7 to 3. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?